SMTD, moving together. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. And on your smart speaker, enable the WMAY skill now. with the WMAY Morning News Feed and let's talk schools reacting to COVID-19. I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for taking time with us each and every weekday morning and uh, allowing me to help kind of break down some of the things that are happening and impacting you as taxpayers, as parents, and so on. Um, so we've got, of course, increased COVID-19 cases. It's uh, raising some alarm for a lot of people. And you've also got uh, what's reported as increased COVID-19 hospitalizations. And I really think that, um, as I've been saying for, for quite some time, as somebody who looks at you know the headlines a lot and reads all kinds of news sources and looks at the raw data myself, uh, I, I feel I need more context for a lot of these reports that are coming out. In particular, we talked briefly yesterday about how there's a discussion of uh, increased patriotic uh, um, uh, cases, uh, uh, pediatric cases, rather, of uh, kids getting COVID uh, and, uh, and being hospitalized with COVID. And, you know, you've really got to dig into those numbers and better understand, are these kids that are in the hospital for um, some kind of, uh, you know, non-COVID related issue, like a tonsillectomy or a broken bone, and they just happen to test positive for COVID? Is that the same thing that could be translated to the increased COVID hospitalizations that we're told about? about are people in the hospital for something else but they just so happen to test positive for covid so we really do need some of that context to better understand uh where we're at right now in this virus especially now as we're approaching a full two years that it's been impacting the united states let alone uh here in central illinois uh so one of the areas that was impacted early on of course not just businesses with the stay home order but schools with being told by the governor that they couldn't have in-person education back in April of 2020. And you remember that was uh, something that uh, a lot of... Um a lot of angst, a lot of uh, anxiety over uh, kids having to, to learn remotely, teachers having to teach remotely and manage all of that, and parents having to find childcare uh, because some of them were essential workers and had to go to work. So uh, the, the school's issue has been one that uh, has been uh, building a lot of anxiety in people. And uh, when you see some of the most reporting about COVID-19 numbers, uh, you can see why there's conversations about what's going to happen next. Well, up in Chicago, uh, Chicago Public Schools were back in on Monday, uh, and there were uh, you know some other districts that were thinking uh, around the state uh, we're going to go remote. Some have said uh, that uh, they had staffing issues with staff that were out with COVID, so they couldn't come back in full in person. So it's different uh, all across the state of what's happening. But yesterday, uh, you had the Chicago Teachers Union uh, essentially putting a vote out for teachers to say whether or not they wanted to go remote because of increased COVID-19 cases. 
And the Chicago Department of Public Health and Chicago Public Schools, uh, they responded yesterday saying if the vote is approved by the teachers union, they're going to have to cancel class for today. Well, the vote came in and I think it was more than 70 percent of the teachers union in Chicago voted to go remote. So essentially, it's kind of like a work stoppage. They're not going into school. The schools will be open today in Chicago, I believe, but there's not going to be any in-person instruction. And Chicago Public Schools, they did take the opportunity to uh, say that, uh, you know, they're going to have to retool and see what happens now moving forward here. Uh, but uh, one thing that was interesting yesterday was uh, the, the Chicago Public um, Health Department Commissioner, Dr. Allison Arwady, uh, she had, uh, you know, some reaction just to this idea of not going to class for in-person learning. And I wanted to share this clip with you. It's a minute long. Uh, Dr. Arwady uh, talking about how, you know, the damage done to the child from remote learning we still haven't come back from, how uh, we've got to look at all of these numbers in better context. We've got to better understand the overall health of people. And then she makes a statement at the end, I think, uh, will we'll have a lot of interest for people. Uh, so here's Dr. Allison already yesterday uh, during a news conference. Not yet recovered from the negative effects that we saw from so many kids uh, trying to learn remotely. Um, and, you know, it's my job to think about health broadly. Um, and health broadly, especially for kids, yeah, it's protecting from COVID, but are they in settings that protect their physical health, uh, promote their mental health, uh, make sure that they are emotionally developing in the way that they need to, that they're having the social interactions? And it is, I mean, people around the country are, they, they just say to me, like, what is going on in Chicago? Our schools are all demanding that we should take the masks off, um, and you're not wanting to come back. Um, and again, I echo, I understand that people are scared. I understand that you're looking at those numbers and seeing that they're high. Um, but I want to just reassure you that especially if you're vaccinated, your child is vaccinated, um, this is behaving really like the flu. And we don't close school districts, especially for extended periods of time for the flu. So again, that's uh, Allison Arwady, the uh, uh, commissioner for uh, the Chicago Department of Public Health, uh, saying that uh, we don't close the school down for a flu. And if you're vaccinated and your kids are vaccinated, COVID-19 right now, is really behaving like the flu, she says. Uh, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 217-629-7970. Also coming up, we'll hear from uh, the Springfield School Superintendent, Jennifer Gill, about what the direction is for Springfield Public Schools because they don't come back until the 10th. And as it stands right now, they're coming back to in-person, so we'll see what happens there. 217-629-7970. Good morning. You are on WMAY. What's going on? morning. Uh, I, I I heard a new law that's passing in uh, in uh, Ohio, and I think it would be amazing to do it in every single city that wants to go remote. What they're doing is whatever it costs for a kid to go to school, they're trying to pass where the parents can take that money. Say it's just say it's two thousand dollars. They can take that two thousand dollars from the state or from the city put it towards their payment for a uh, uh, 
Catholic or a, uh, not necessarily Catholic, but a private school. Yeah, there's a couple of different ways um, that uh, that can be done. Uh, one is through like a voucher type of program where, you know, the, the, the parents can get a voucher because they pay taxes, right? And the taxes go to yeah. public schools, but they can get a voucher to essentially take those tax dollars and put them towards a school of their choice. What you're talking about so is, is school that- choice here. Uh, and there's also the, the idea of just allowing the money to follow the child. So wherever the child wants to go, be it a parochial school, a non-public school, a charter school, uh, the dollars would chase the child uh, or follow the child. Now, there's a lot of debate about this. Uh, Schools don't, especially public schools and teachers unions in those public schools, they don't like that idea because uh, it could mean fewer dollars going to those public schools, which could diminish uh, the the, the efficacy of those public schools. Then step up, then step up to the plate, wear your mask like everybody tells you it works. Wear your mask, go to school, get these kids in school. Well, and what's what I think is interesting, I'm glad you brought up the idea of, you know, school choice. Uh, one thing that's left out of this conversation uh, about talking about Chicago public schools or about Springfield public schools is what are the non-public schools doing? Uh, what are the parochial schools doing? And um, what's what I've seen from the past year and a half now of ha- watching all of this closely is the non-public schools are going to school in person and there are some uh non-public schools that aren't requiring kids to wear masks uh so we'll uh, we'll have to follow up and see what uh, some of the charter schools non-public schools parochial schools are doing all across the state uh but one thing that we did see when we went full remote uh in in 2020 was a um uh, uh, an influx of students heading towards non-public schools because they were being taught in person uh so uh speaking of public schools though uh last night uh superintendent jennifer gill the springfield school board at a special school board meeting uh she raised uh, some issues that um uh, you know, might uh, might not be what uh, some of the teachers' unions were looking for, uh, and and bringing about what is now termed as an adaptive pause. Um, a lot of conversation about uh, adaptive pause, and I just wanted to explain a little bit about adaptive pause because it's something it's a new vocabulary term, that, a phrase that we have never used in the history of of school. Um, But an adaptive pause, as um, stated by not only the Illinois uh, Department of Public Health, but also the Illinois State Board of Education, provides for a temporary stop in in in-person learning when recommended by the local health department to mitigate the spread of a disease or COVID-19 in this case, based on specific school data. So we're a large district with 33 different schools. A smaller district down the road might have one school where they have a high school, a middle school, and an elementary all in one building. Um, That's different than what we have here. That might even be smaller than some of our elementary schools individually. Um, So we have a big um, area of a community that we serve and 33 individual school sites that all operate um, fairly separate throughout the school day. Uh, So during an adaptive pause, as per Illinois State Board of Education, we have to, must, provide remote learning. Uh, So if we take a day off and we have it be a non-student attendance day and we don't do remote learning, then we have to make that up. So there is no way of just saying we're going to take off school 
um, and not not make that up. And she ultimately said that that's going to impact the calendar uh, and could impact seniors looking to graduate if they go into an adaptive pause. Uh, now, again, I think the most important part there is uh, it has to be in conjunction with the local health department. And we've had a school in Sangamon County uh, actually go to an adaptive pause. That was the Tri-City School several weeks ago, and the Sangamon County Department of Public Health said uh, they looked at the numbers for that particular school district, not the size of Springfield District 186, but still um, a, a, a full district, and uh, they did do an adaptive pause with the Sangamon County Department of Public Health, uh, essentially um, uh, reviewing the numbers and, and giving the green light for that. So uh, ultimately, though, the decision was uh, they're not going to go into an adaptive pause for Springfield District 186, but I imagine that's not going to be the last of that conversation. We may revisit this a little bit later on on the WMAY morning news feed to get your reaction to more about whether or not schools should go into an adaptive pause. It is the WMAY morning news feed. Let's take a look at that forecast today. We've got a high of around, uh, well, right now, 33 degrees, and that temperature is going to be dropping throughout the day with uh, a high of 19 this afternoon, dropping down to 8 tonight with the wind chill possibly in negative digits. Partly sunny Thursday with a high of only 13, negative wind chill. And then Thursday into Friday,